Good afternoon, I'm Darren Kelly and welcome to this week's Ladies Football Edition of the Third Half. It's a week where we've champions in Cavan and Tyrone, but we also had a postponement in the League Group semi-finals. Our focus is on the county finals in Donegal and Monaghan and we'll be joined by Annie Logue, Amanda Casey Finnegan and Sharon Courtney to look back as Glen Fendi throne Terman in Donegal and Dunamoyne mended 18 titles in a row in Monaghan. We'll have all the weekend results and midweek fixtures and much more here on the third half. Now you can get all the weekend results on our website sportsstars.ie but just to give you the county final results from the weekend. Coming up shortly with the Donegal Senior Ladies Football final reaction that finished Glenfin 7-7, Terman 2-10. And also the Monaghan Senior Ladies Football final reaction, Dunamoyne 6-21, Emmyvale 1 point. Two other county finals took place, the Cavan Senior Ladies Football final, Lacken 16 points, Crosserlock 11. And the Tyrone Senior Ladies Football final, St. McCartans 2-13, Errigal Kieran 1-7. And for St. McCartans, that was their drive for five completed, fifth title in a row. There was four matches on Monday evening, so I'll just give you the results if you haven't seen them already. The Clare Senior Ladies Football Championship semi-finals. Banner Ladies 5-9, Kilmehill 5 points. West Clare Gales 3-9, Corrie Clare 1-10. And two games in the Kerry Ladies Football Championship. Nagail 5-6, Southern Gales 2-10, Ratmore 3-13, Beaufort 2-4. I like listening to Sports Dads because he has famous celebrities and I guess listen to him. Darren Kelly. We were standing here last year in the same position you are and I know it's a horrible, horrible place to be but um, the great battle today and no doubt we're not finished either. You know it's hard coming back year after year after year and probably not getting, getting anything out of it. And genuinely, genuinely hands on the heart. Um, they're massive club people and they've only ever wanted the best for us. So just thanks a million. Uh, yeah, I'm so, so proud of them. Uh, couldn't be prouder. If anybody could stand here today, and I said that at the start of the year, you know, we have so many leaders and we stepped up. When we stepped back, everybody else stepped up. And, and when things were quiet during COVID, you know, the girls really, really put their shoulders away. And, um, they're massive club people. They love their club. And uh, I'm just so proud of this. And that was the voice of the Glenfin Senior Ladies Football Captain Karen Guthrie after their 7-7-2-10 victory over Terman on Sunday in the Donegal Senior Final and our thanks to Donegal LGFA for use of her speech. I'm delighted now to be joined by the Glenfin Vice Captain Annie Logue and Annie, a great victory for your team and especially the fact that you did it in style. Oh, it was just fantastic. Every year that we go out to play them, it's always going to be a tough battle. But um, I suppose this year it really did just show how well we've been set up from the start. And uh, to go out and to beat them by 12 points, it's just a fantastic feeling from our heart. Because normally, if we're on the end of a hammering, it's normally us on that end of the hammering. But um, definitely, it wasn't just we stole the, stole the win. We actually deserved the win on Sunday, which was just a fantastic feeling. No one could take that away from us when we beat them by 12 points. So... And um, just we're all, still all on cloud nine, to be honest uh, with you. And understandably so as well. When we were talking at the preview, now when you determined we were going to the game as favourites, they had won yeah. the group game, but as you mentioned too, you're missing a couple of players as well. And uh, one of them, we've heard of her, Yvonne Bonner, which colours um, didn't do too bad in that first half. 
No, she didn't do too bad at all. No, first 15 minutes, I think she stole the show from us. Uh, to be honest, uh, no, uh, Yvonne has been having a bit of issues with her wrist and we actually caught her in training that Wednesday before and the Friday still wasn't right. Uh, just tackling too hard, but sure, you have to go in with the intensity of training. But I remember her wrist was quite sore on the, the Friday coming up to the Terman game in the group stages and there was just, there was no need to put her on. You know, um, we said we put out the, our strongest team we could with uh, without injuries and we did that and I think it kind of stood to us. It's fantastic to have the, the three girls back with us uh, and the starting team on Sunday there. We wanted to put out our strongest team and they they were obviously a fantastic addition as well. Before Yvonne left her mark on this county final, of course, you had the small matter of dealing with the threat to turn in. I would have had in Geraldine McLaughlin and he certainly made sure that Geraldine McLaughlin wasn't going to influence this game. He kept tied with her throughout the whole 60 minutes. Oh yeah, sure. The two girls just did absolutely fantastic on her. Uh, bringing Katie back was a new twist on things. and sure we couldn't have asked for a better woman under a high ball coming in. Um, I've marked Geraldine before myself and Annie have teamed up on her before and just those high balls coming in, she is dangerous under a high ball. So Katie had her for height and she was able to get in up, up on top of them high balls and it was fantastic to just stop that uh, threat, as you say, coming in. And then Annie was always going to be there for if it broke down or whatever. The girls did double up on, on her and they were fantastic and they were tight on her. And to be honest, without with, there was very few frees called on Geraldine, which was also a great thing to keep to a minimum as well because they can be um, powerful in a game like that as well. And they were powerful, like the player Geraldine's skill was always going to kick a couple of points and she caught two in the opening seven minutes. But then uh, the first goal came, I suppose, like anything we talked about Yvonne, she just needed a sniff of it. And when she got a sniff of it, in, I think she had two goals in two minutes. Oh, it's just fantastic. You nearly didn't see the first one going in and then next minute it was another one going in. And, oh, she's even lobbing, lobbing the keeper and it was just with her left. Just phenomenal stuff. And it was nearly like... You know, you have to give her credit. She had to keep going. You had to keep hammering on. And no matter how bad the scoreline looks, it just she had to keep going. And it was fantastic as well to get uh, we Danielle McGinley, the smallest player on the pitch, another goal as well with the so we tossed the hand back in. It was just fantastic. It really was. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going to come to Danielle there in a minute because that was a beautiful goal to see as well yeah. the way she pammed it in. But just going back to Yvonne there first, it was, as I mentioned, when Geraldine got the two points for Terman, it was two points to one. And by the quarter hour mark, um, you were 3 2 to two points in front. And Yvonne also had another chip that nearly went into goal but just went over the bar. Uh, your captain, yeah. Karen Guthrie, played her part in the second goal, and your delivery was instrumental for number three. Yeah, yeah. Well, as you say, like I, we're always um, part of a team. Like you know, like in a way, it, every ball given in is crucial to how it plays out. The girls just finish it off. They put it in the back of the net or over the bar. But everyone just needs to make sure they give the right pass. And you know, there was a few times. Obviously, the, there was Katie and you had Kathy and everyone putting the balls in, and they were just fantastic balls put into Vaughn and the right side. And I think Kitty Long actually put it in a fantastic ball where. Uh, Yvonne was coming running out the, the left-hand side and Kitty knew that she had already made her sprint and it was too late so she actually put it in on the inside and, and Yvonne just came around and curled inside and she two defenders were caught left standing out on the, on the wing and she just 
footed in the back of the net. For me, that was one of the best passes of the game that Katie was able to pinpoint. The run had already gone and she turned back and she curled it in nicely towards the goal. It was fantastic. Going into that game, the, like and I know we, we talked about before, and Julie, you believed you always had a chance of that game, but as you're saying there, you just went out there, played like a team that really, really believed you could win this game, and it showed with the scores that you got. Oh, yeah. We always have said since the start of the year, we do believe that we are the best in Donegal. We do believe that. We do believe we have the skill and the footballers there to do it. But uh, every every single time you go out to a county final, especially against Terman, you have those little doubts and you don't want to say it, but you do. Everyone does. The nerves were kicking in. They're just making you second guess yourself. Everyone was like, no, we can do this. The belief was there. And, and it really was. And it showed then the way the football that we were playing and we just kept going and going and going. So um, I think those first couple of scores, as you said, that Yvonne got in the first 10, 15 minutes were crucial for us to be like, we actually have this in the bag. I know at half time you'd be very, very focused, but like, do you need to pinch yourself for a second to realise you've scored five goals in the county final? You're 11 points clear at the moment, and there's still a 30 minutes um, to play, and you know Terman are going to do their best to come back. Yeah, no, that was it. We had to just, we kept saying we'll play 15 minutes, 15 minutes reset at every 15 minutes. It's a new game. Go out and just keep the focus. Stop trying to celebrate uh, at half time. Like, there's no, no celebrating to be done because. They can get twelve. They could get four goals in the, in the space of fifteen minutes. There would be no doubt in my mind that Geraldine could go and do that. But just the way the girls kept their composure and kept their focus, um, you know, we were able to keep the composure. You know, there was one or once or twice that they actually beat us for scores in in the fifteen minutes. But um, I think our first fifteen minutes we started strong and we just kept going from there and we just kept trying to keep our lead and kept trying to outscore them and that was it. Just keep the lead. And you did keep believe because there was a period in the third quarter where they started coming back a little bit as well. Geraldine um, McLaughlin scoring from a penalty, Olive McCafferty on the scoreboard as well. Still, you you were in control 5-5 five, five to one ten. but again, as you talk about 15-minute periods, uh, you, you, you pulled up a notch again for the last 15 minutes to make sure there was no doubt. Yeah, I just see, I think uh, that, this, that third quarter, we always seem to kind of, I don't know if this is to switch off, um, but we've, we've noticed that third quarter is normally the one where the opposing team gets their purple patch but you'd rather it be the third quarter than the fourth to be honest because uh, you always still have a bit of time then to, to get back on them but uh, no we kept them I think the great lead that we had was um, kept, it kept us going strong anyway and we just kept pushing on as you said she got her penalty and I think there was another goal put in then from her free uh, kind of caught us off guard a wee bit but uh, no it was good to keep the lead Roshi McCafferty getting one near the end as well. But there was time for two more goals for yourselves. And you've mentioned her already, so we'll mention it again. Wasn't it great to see Daniel McGinley jump up there uh, as tall as anyone else, uh, um, fist the ball or pound the ball into the net? Uh, oh, smallest player on the pitch. Smallest player literally in around that goal. And she managed to jump up and pop it in. And it was just fantastic because... Uh, moments before that, I'd passed the ball into Danielle and I was giving out to her because she didn't bother bending her back to pick it up. Um, so <laughs> I was after giving out to her saying, bend over and pick it up. And uh, next minute she goes in and just scores something like that. And you're just like, okay, I'll forgive you for not bothering to bend your back. So <laughs> when you can do something like that. Yeah, I'm going to credit you with the assist of that goal, even though Yvonne Motter kicked it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, she kicked it in. It was fantastic that she was able, able to get up there in front of the girls and I think that was probably it they took her by surprise 
I was just going to say as we talk about Danielle as well, we have to give a shout out to Brenda Carrothers, put the icing yeah. on the cake, of course, with the with the seventh goal near the end. On the rebound, she was it's just on the pitch, I think, a couple of minutes and she seen that ball was hitting the post and she came running in and just a wee tap of the in, in step of the boot and she just popped it past Maureen. It was just fantastic finish, as you said, icing on the cake. Uh, just a few more questions, Annie, before I let you go. Of course, I saw Karen Guthrie's speech as well. We have a clip of it on the show. Uh, you can feel the emotion, how much it meant to you to uh, get the victory over term, and especially after losing losing Sebastian. Yeah, no, Yvonne is, is an emotional, or sorry, Karen is an emotional girl anyway, but uh, it does just mean so much to her, especially because she's coming from being a, a Castlefilm woman, you know, coming into our club, and she always just says, it's just such a small club, but it literally is big dreams. Like we have so much hope and heart in us and she always just feels so emotional and honoured even to be representing us. And I do genuinely believe anytime she does get emotion, it's just because she is so much love for that group of girls and she's just so proud to be up there and accept an award for us as a team. So, And it shows by the way she delivers on the field as well as yourself and Yvonne and many others too. Um, two quick questions, of course. I have absolutely no doubt that she uh, made the most of the, of, of enjoying that win afterwards. Uh, yeah, yeah. We had a few um, few celebratory drinks, I'm not going to lie. I would be <laughs> lying to you if I didn't say we did. But uh, yeah, no, everyone uh, truly enjoyed themselves. We really did. And uh, sure, we had a great win to celebrate anyway. We were just delighted, obviously, to, to win. And to win with such a score was just fantastic for us. It really was. Brought us all very, very close is the way I'll say it. <laughs> and it's well-deserving as well. Finally, before I let you go, uh, Ulster is coming up as well. Will you get much of a break or is it the focus already on the province? Oh, no, they've already talked about training on Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> so, no matter how well the girls celebrate. Imagine you get Wednesday off at least, like whatever about the weekend. <laughs> I know. I'm not sure. Now. We might, they might have been joking. I hope they were joking, but I'll be missing it anyway with me being in school. So um, for the girls' sake, I hope they're joking. But, um, yeah, no, they will obviously give us a break, but then it'll be back to being focused, back to being on again. I don't think, for me, I haven't really thought about there being any break because I just feel like it's going to be consistent football from now until hopefully Christmas. But uh, we'll see. Um, now the boys are good and they, they enjoy themselves as well and they're just delighted, but they obviously want to do the best job they can possible. So they're already looking ahead to Ulster. Well, we're going to look forward to it as well and we look forward to talking again, Annie, closer to those matches as well. And of course, as you there, hopefully we have plenty of football to enjoy between now and Christmas. Thanks very much for joining us and congratulations again, Glen Fenn, Donegal County Senior Ladies Football Champions. Thank you very much. I like listening sports stars because I like to listen to... Ladies football and ladies camogie. I just want to say um, a huge um, thank you just to the girls for all the hard work they put in over the last uh, 20 years now. But um, it's brilliant to see the young girls coming in and making such a difference to us. Well done to all the girls on just such a brilliant performance today. And um, they're just a great bunch. And it's just so brilliant to be back playing football. I know... It was very hard during lockdown and, you know, horrible times. So it's just so refreshing for us all to get out training. And um, lastly, I'd like to say to Emmy Bale, um, thank you so much for a great game. I know it's, it's tough coming out and I suppose that scoreline definitely doesn't reflect the team that you are because every year it is a massive battle between, between us. And uh, I think that's it. So here we go. 
And that was the Dunamoyne Senior Ladies Football Captain Amanda Casey Finnegan after her team beat Emmy Vale 6-21 to a point in the Monaghan Senior Ladies Football Final. And our thanks to Burn Performance for that footage. And Amanda Casey Finnegan joins us here now along with Vice Captain Sharon Courtney. And Amanda, starting with yourself, even the commentator mentioned it, you were going for 18 titles in a row, but you played like a team going for your first. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it's, it's hard to when you're going into um, a match and it's like all the talk is going for 18 in a row. So we really had probably, we had a lot to lose. And, um, you know, we knew that Emmy Bale, like every year, such a tough battle. So you never know what's going to happen on the day. So we knew we had to be hungry for it. And um, we just went out and we just went for it. And thank God we played really, really well on the day. You were very focused during the match itself and it showed the way the scores kept coming in the second half. But even listen to your speech afterwards and when there's nobody around too, you kind of realise exactly what happened that little bit more. And I think that there was a touch of you felt sorry for Emmy Vale because it was just a day that they didn't click and you did. Yeah, well, yeah, not as such a Sorry, I think the scoreline just doesn't reflect the team that Emmy Vale are because they are a, a brilliant side and always have been and they always have been brilliant battles. And like it has been said so many times, probably if they weren't in Monaghan, they would have come out of any other county, you know, and maybe won Ulster titles. And they are a brilliant team. And, you know, it is hard. And it's hard going out and you don't even have your support there. And, and you know, people pushing you on. And a lot of times the support can be a, a big thing, you know. But, um, no, it, it is tough. But they are a very, very young team. Like, they're, they're building again. So they are a young team. So they're going to be there for a long time. There's no doubt about that. And Sharon, while you have a few experienced names yourself, there's some young players stepping up too. But I, what really impressed me watching the game was your attitude, your work rate. From the very start of the game, you set the tone and put Emmy Bale under pressure. Yeah, to be fair, the girls were, were up for it. Um, I think, and I said this to you previously, that we didn't expect um, to beat Emmy Vale well. Um, whether we expected to beat them or not, you know, you kind of go into those games against Emmy Vale thinking you're going to get get a tough battle. So the girls were really up for it. And um, I think particularly the middle eight were, were excellent for us. Um, I was playing full back and, and, you know, didn't feel under pressure at any stage because the girls out the, out the field worked really, really hard. And it was really good to see. Um, plenty of turnovers were got. And it was something that maybe um, you were unsure of where we were this year, you know, because we had um, we had beat the teams well within the round robin stages and, and perhaps a little bit easy for us and then to go out the other day and to see the attitude that the girls and the application that the girls had was really really good to see so um, particularly the middle eight where they worked tirelessly hard just to get the turnovers and, and force the score so it was great that's a very, very good point as well, Sharon, because we just saw this weekend in Donegal where Terman would have been kind of in a similar position as Donegal going into the final and it all went wrong for them. And we'll talk about that more in a second, but it was important to just make sure that you were continuing to maintain the right standards that you set yourselves the whole time from the very first whistle, regardless how it looked on the scoreboard. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, in previous years we've got caught or or let's say last year, Moran Abbey had beaten us in, in an All-Ireland semi-final. So we, we know we have stuff to improve on. So the likes the other day, it wasn't about Emmy Vale and it wasn't about the scoreboard. You know, once things got going, it was about ourselves and putting in that performance. And, and I think that reflected in the end in the scoreboard. Um, I think maybe by halftime we had nine wides. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but in and around nine wides. So it was the second half really when 
potentially you could say we had game one, but we actually still put the, put the foot down and, and kept at them because we know there's bigger bigger days to come and, and we want to make sure that we're we're um, we're looking good and we're playing well and thankfully I think the, the other day we showed that we're going okay anyway. I was just going to ask that, Amanda, about the, um, there was a few misses at the start. It took you six minutes to get off the mark. I think I counted ten here anyway, but as Sharon said, nine, ten wide. So it was just, I suppose, settling into the contest, but then Louise Curley, it's not the first time we talked about her, and she definitely helped you settle into the contest. Oh, yeah, Louise, like, you know, what can you say? She's really has stepped up this year. She has just, you know, she, it's so good to see her, because we always knew she was, a brilliant footballer and you know probably what she was she's still so so young but she's really really stepping up and really taking the pressure off um maybe some of the other forwards like Tini and you know just taking the pressure off and really working hard she's in there and just working hard all the time just working really hard at training and it's lovely to see she's a fantastic footballer I wouldn't like to be in there marking and I definitely not <laughs> But even as you say working hard and Sharon talked about turnover as well, your full line act like defenders immediately. There wasn't any like celebrating all this was great. We got a goal that was straight in position, put the pressure on again. We had even 60 seconds and Katrina McConnell's to another Louise Curley goal and suddenly the score started to flow nicely. Yeah, do you know, some of the down by the years, some of the... Um, tennis balls coming out too easily and I think our forwards this year like all our forwards the six girls have really stepped up and they know how important it is now to put the pressure on the kickouts and to know you know to take the pressure off you know Sharon and the girls at the back you know it's, it's so important for them not just to let the ball out so they actually I think they have really you know gelled so well together this year the forwards and they're they're working for each other you know it's not about one person it's about them all working hard for each other and then working hard for us all out the field but um, yeah, it's brilliant to see. It's brilliant to see such work rate. But I think a lot of that is to do with, you know, we have such a strong bench now. So anybody that is not putting in the work and who's not performing probably will be called because we have some some girls, some young girls, and some older girls. You know that we that can be thrown in at any time. So everybody is under pressure all the time for the place, which I think makes such a massive difference on, you know, everybody on the pitch. You know, you can't take your foot off the pedal at all or you're going to be pulled. And, you know, I think that is the difference. And, and Sharon, it's one way of keeping everybody on their toes as well. Of course, Gina Comiskey got a point there, Ron. But at the other end, too, and the few times MFL did manage to get down, the defensive unit had to be alert. I remember one interception you did yourself. Um, I think Trey Scott was passing to Kira McInnesby. That would have let MFL in for a potential score, and you were determined not to let them in. Yeah, and um, we pride ourselves, actually, on our defence. Um down through the years, our defence has been very, very strong and it hasn't changed too much. And I think um, some of the gears, I thought Air Fiona and Hayes in particular were very, very good the other day. Um, Hayes made some intercept, great interceptions and, and drove forward. And actually Neve Callan as well at centre-half back. She's stealing my position. I was pushed back. She's stealing it. I'm not too happy. But uh, she was very, very good. At... <laughs> and she popped up with two scores, which you wouldn't see me doing too often. But I thought, no, you're right. Defensively, we were we were very strong. And, and, and as I said, I didn't feel under pressure the other day because um, all the gears out the field worked hard and, and every ball that came in, you know, was put under pressure from the kicker coming in and then and then um the gears at the back then were able to win their own battle. So no, it was it was quite um it was quite good to see. Emmyville came out of the traps after 
to the start of the second half. They got their scores well. They looked a bit positive, but then Sharon eventually settled everything down again and got and got back building up the scores. And I have to give Katrina McConnell a mention as well. While the two frees might be unfortunate on Katrina McKenna and the MFL goal, it just would show the pressure that she kept putting on your opponents. Yeah, and uh, we're disappointed to concede that point. We're going to blame Air Fiona for that one too. I give her a bit of praise in that last uh, speech there, so I'll take it back off her this time. Uh, so we'll blame her for that one. <laughs> and Cora, Cora kicked the ball away too. Uh, but uh, no, we kind of had set our stall out at half time that we knew we looked good in the first half and we were coming good. So we kind of wanted to keep that pressure on and, and not take the foot off the pedal. So um, yeah, they got their score, but we kind of knew we were on top and we didn't want them to, to let them back in it. And um, as you mentioned, rightly so, Teeny, between Teeny and Louise, I think they scored 6-13 between them. And um, as you mentioned, some of the goals were um, a bit slippy, but Teeny's brilliant for us. And those, the free kicks are from play and she got some good scores from play as well. And she worked hard. She was moved out to the half forward line and she did, work, she did work hard for us. And it's great to see the games like that against Emmy Vale do bring out the best in Teeny. Um, and it's like she's still whatever age she is and all the football she's played it's great to see that she still has that hunger there and she's still one of her driving forces for us The the first two goals Amanda from the free for Tini there might have been an element of fortune but there was no element of fortune about the uh, her, her third goal um, 15 one minutes. Cora Courtney, a player that just covered so much ground around the field as well, did absolutely brilliant. And the pass, the vision to set up for Katrina McConnell sticking into the back of the net. It was just a, a, a fantastic goal to, to nearly wrap up a performance like this. Oh yeah, like the third goal Tini got was really it was it was just exceptional. But um you like that Tini will she'll take them on. She's not afraid of goals, she'll go for it. But yeah, as Sharon just said there, it was brilliant to see Tini was moved out and you know, she would have played in the full forward line for so many years. So it's lovely to see her actually moved out the field and she's great vision and she will get the ball in too. But um yeah, the past core given, yeah, she core was exceptional, just covered every blade of grass. But yeah, she's a nice midfield partner to have now. But um, yeah, girls, everybody played well. I thought that you know, as a as a whole team, like everybody just played so well, and we really clicked and and gelled. I think everybody's just so happy to be back playing football and don't want it to end. You know, after a long few months of being locked up in the house, it's, it's just a breath of fresh air to get out and you know see everybody. And so we're all just happy to be there at the minute, anyway. And that's how you're playing your football. And I would have said it to yourself after the game I went to against O'Neill Shamrocks and also with Sharon when we spoke before the county finals. She mentioned players just looked happy out there between yourself and Cora in the middle, setting up Rosemary Courtney, Lauren and Amy Garland linking up brilliantly as well. And of course, Louise Curley, I know we talked about already, but if Katrina McConnell was going to get a hat-trick, sure Louise had to get what a lovely, cool finish. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Louise's goal as well. It was just a brilliant goal. I wish I could do score some of them goals. Just fantastic. But they are really, like, that's what they're there to do. They're calm, they're cool, they get in front of goals, and most of the time they're not going to miss. But, um, yeah, there is a good, at the minute, like, it, it feels good. There's a good click. Everybody's gelling really well, and, and everybody's really happy. So, uh, like I said, that does probably, you know, when things are going well and you're you're feeling good and you're happy at training, you know, it, it does show on the pitch a lot of the time. So um, we just need to keep putting in the hard work, Amory and Neve and 
and Cal have us in good shape. So um, we just need to, to keep it going now for as long as we can. And Sharon, you mentioned that already before I ask you about keeping it going. Just tell us, um, what were the celebrations like? Were you able to let loose a little bit? Uh, yeah, do you know, with the final whistle, it was a bit muted. Um, probably the scoreline didn't help that. And then the lack of supporters as well, do you know. So it was a bit muted at the final whistle. But we do realise we're, we're very, very happy to be winning. Um, and to get that 18 title was, was very sweet. So we had a meal out um a meal out in Carrick Cross in the Valley Lodge um, Sunday evening and then Linda kindly hosted us back in our house afterwards. So, um, yeah, it was good. But, like, it, it was muted in that it was the team and the team only. We kind of wanted to keep it that, you know, with COVID, that, that we're not mingling too much. So, it was, so there wasn't too many outside. There was nobody outside of the group, in fact. Um, we have a large panel. And to go back to what Amanda said about enjoying training, we have 40... I think maybe 42, maybe more on the books, as in I think we've topped out at 42 at training one of the nights. So, um, you know, we've a large group of players there. And it was disappointing, too, that we could only have 30 in on the on the, the game, in on the field on um, Saturday evening. So some of the girls that have been training weren't even allowed at the match. So that was disappointing. But um, thankfully, they were all able to come in then so on, uh, Saturday evening, and we all enjoyed it. That's very, very hard in those players as well because I know there's restrictions going on, but you, those involved in the team, you want them to be inclusive as well. But thankfully for themselves, they got the, the, the result and there's still an opportunity for them to get their place. Sharon, uh, all attention turns to Ulster now. Now, I don't have the draw in front of me at the moment. I'm not too sure if you're aware, but we've seen St. McCartan's winning Tyrone, Lacken winning Cavan. But understandably, too, and we we mentioned this already in this interview, eyes will turn towards Donegal as well. And Glenn Fenn have come through that section. They'll be ones to watch throughout the campaign. Yeah, absolutely. And we've um, all those teams there that you've mentioned, Bar and actually St. McCartan's and... Um, Glenn Finn, we've played them previously and, and have had tough games with them. Uh, very, very tough games, in fact. So we'll take nothing for granted. We're actually away to the down champions in two weeks' time. So um, it's that final hasn't been played yet. It's it's Breda and Carrie Duff, um, I think. And we have played Breda last year and had a tough match against them and we played them before that before. Um, so look, it, we'll take nothing for granted, especially when we have to go away to them. Um that bit of travel, it'll make a difference. But the only thing is we'll have supporters because if it's in the north, then I expect that our supporters will be able to travel, which is a positive um, a positive thing to come out of it. But look, we'll take nothing for granted with two more, two more weeks of hard training and we'll be away to, to join. And if it is Breda, we'll know, look, if we had a tough game against them last year in Dunamine, we'll definitely be taking nothing for granted. But hopefully, hopefully it'll go well for us. And just uh, picking that point as well there, Sharon, because with the Ulster Championship now, there will be games played in the six counties as well. So, uh, well, I know you want it's great to get home games too when you can. It gives the supporters an opportunity now to join in the journey as long more as it lasts. Yeah, it'd be great. You know, it is disappointing for people not to be able to go, and particularly then the players that are on the panel, the extended panel. It was not an extended panel, but it had to be extended, let's say. Um, it's disappointing that they can't go. So the fact that it is a way, um, it'll be great that they can, that people can travel. And and if we're away to being away to down travel wise, it mightn't be too far away. So it's not the worst thing to to be going. Um, and I know we all love home games, but sometimes you'd rather have your supporters there 
as well because that's what really makes the difference within a home game. Um, so it will be great to get and to get the supporters out as well because I know they definitely missed missed not being there at the weekend. Well, we certainly hope to get a chance to be out there for that particular game. And who knows, in a few weeks' time, they might be able to go some games south of the border as well. Amanda, a couple of questions before I let you go. Uh, first, you mentioned him in your speech, and of course, he's been there from the very uh, beginning. Just tell us about Francie Coleman and the influence he has in this squad. Oh, yeah, well, sure. Francie, I think everybody around Ireland now knows Francie at this stage. He's, um, oh, he's brilliant. He's been there. Like, he started the club up. Um, Oh, 20 whatever years ago and he just has been he just has been the, the you know the building blocks of the club and he's brought us right up the ranks and you know years ago he would have been over all the teams so when myself and Sharon and I know Sharon's a couple of years younger than me under 14 under 16 minor he would have been over all the teams going right up so he has been there from the very start and he really um he has been unbelievable like to give us such commitment and um, year in year out he's always there and um, he has loads of help now with um Amory and Cal and Eve and Joey and Kevin. Like he does have loads of help and it's great for years he would be doing it all of himself all himself. But um okay, Francie, like we're working with everybody has so much respect for Francie and um delighted he's still there and um hopefully he'll be there till I retire anyway. <laughs> Which isn't that far away. <laughs> uh, I'd say there's a bit of years left in the years, Amanda. But I'd say Francie has the mildest touch there and hasn't lost it at all like Brian Cody or, or Mickey Hart. Finally, Amanda, before I let you go, uh, even talking about Francie, talking about Sharon, talking about the squad, uh, I need to say you are very, very proud to be leading this group of players and hopefully there's plenty more to come before the end of the season. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's such an honour to be captain of the team and you know, any one of the girls could be captain of the team. There's so many leaders on the pitch, so it's not like there's never any pressure on me. There's never anything. You know, we have so many leaders, you know, all through through the team and on the panel. So, it, but it's just a it's a lovely thing to be captain, especially after being you know gone for a year or two and not even knowing unsure if I'd be fit to get back or if I'd be you know after having a couple of babies would I be you know, able to get my players back or you, you never you never know what's going to happen. So to be back in there and to, to lift the cup the other day, it really was very special. So, so I'm very thankful to, to all the girls. But we're, we are very lucky. We have such a good group of girls that just came together, you know, at one time and we've stuck together for so long. And people always say to me, like, how do you keep going and how do you keep going? It's just a question you just get asked, Sharon. I'm sure you get asked all the time as well. It's like, you know, but how do you walk away from something like that? You know, it's just really a very special group of girls and a very special team. So it's very, very hard to walk away from. And, you know, we're all just very thankful to be out playing and we all love it. And that's why I think we keep winning. We just we just love playing football and that's it. It's none of the fancy stuff. We don't care about anything. It's just on the field playing football. Well, and he's shown it on the field there as well. Without a shadow of a doubt, the performance of the weekend. And congratulations again on picking up the Pauline Devlin Cup as well. Amanda Casey, Finnegan, Sharon Courtney, thank you for joining us on Sportstats. I have no doubt this will not be the last conversation we have this season. Thanks very much, Darren. Thank you, Darren. So before we finish up, let's look at the midweek fixtures in ladies football. Starting tonight, Tuesday, the Kildare Senior Ladies Football Championship, Carberry versus Suncroft and Convey against St. Lawrence's, they both throw in at 6.45. Eadstown welcomes Sarsfields at 7 o'clock, while Moorfield travel to Leakslip at half past 8. And then on Wednesday, it's the Limerick Senior Ladies Football quarterfinals, Valley Landers against Old Mill at half 7, St. Bridget's take on Fauna Castleman at the same time. 
And that's it for this ladies football edition of the third half. Our team song is Barkbot 2000 from Joseph McDade and you can hear more from him by checking out josephmcdade.com music. We have no fair green this week but that will return in its new slot next Monday where we'll be joined by Offaly Camogie star Michaela Morkin. The Curtain Razor is back on Thursday and Friday and this week we'll be previewing the senior finals in Dublin and Mayo. I'd like to thank our guests again, Annie Logue, Amanda Casey Finnegan and Sharon Courtney. Hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Darren Kelly and this was The Third Half.